Boom, coming in hot chinks day after Memorial Day weekend, brother. How we doing? Doing good, man. It's almost like I'm too tired from relaxing all weekend. I, like, <laughs> I, I had trouble getting up this morning. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit in the yard all day. But dude, did you? you I'm sure you enjoyed your pool, brother. You sent me a couple nice pictures of you out there. Yeah. Just you had your niece niece in town. I had the niece in town, and I stayed over a couple days, which was. A lot, but we love it. But, dude, I can't feel my legs, man. Lifting up children is, like, the hardest thing in the world because they're, like, dead weight, man. Three and a half years old, dead weight (laughs) all day. Dude, that's how how my dad – my dad started lifting weights because when my son Andrew was born, they came down to Florida when we lived there. They'd come down for a couple weeks, and my dad was holding Andrew. He's, like, about – three to five minutes into it he's had to put him down and he it bothered him so bad he's like i gotta start lifting that's the reason that's the reason he started lifting weights because it might make sense dude because picking up kids is a lot yeah dude my legs feel like tree trunks today like i can yeah. barely even lift them up the stairs so ugh, i gotta get in better shape anyway what'd you do you got you were running around a lot of a lot of kent state action oh dude uh, yeah well um I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was at Kent State for the weekend. Tough loss. They lost to Ball State on a grand slam. Give Ball State some credit for how they came. Kent State came back from down 8 2, made it 9 8. Two strikes, two outs in the ninth, dude. Double by Ball State, walk, walk, grand slam. They lost 12 9. It was, it was heartbreaking. This game will rip you out. And I do think they got screwed in the tournament. They, they should have gotten that large bid. Their RPI was 46. And they didn't end up getting in. They were like the first team, one of the first teams out, like on, on that on the bubble. So, yeah. what a bummer. Jeff Duncan, great coach, great program at Kent State. Jake had a great year with all those guys. You know, Longwell. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. Um, Joe Whitman, left hander, gonna be a top top pick in the draft this year. So look nice. for that out of Kent State. So nice. it was pretty cool, dude. Really quick, before we get talking baseball. I'm pulling up to that game, dude. I'm coming. I'm gonna be there right on time. It's about twelve thirty. And when you pull into Kent State, bro. It's like some back roads to get there. It's not like right off the highway. You got to get off the highway, then you come out through these back roads. Some of the back roads of Ken, Ohio, dude. Um, I'm driving up, and you know that whole thing that happened last week on I-80. That lady's yeah. running out. I, you know, grabbed yeah. the dog, saved her. Well, so, dude, I swear to God, this is I can't make this stuff up. I'm driving on this back road, and as I'm passing, you know, I'm just driving. I don't even see anything. All of a sudden, this this girl comes out of a ditch, bloody. What? Face, arms, legs, bloody, dude. She's like, help, help. I'm like, what? So, dude, I pull up. I pull my car over. Bam, hit the hazards, come back. She's, I'm like, what happened? She's like, this car was coming right at me, so I swerved right, lost control of the car. My car's in a ditch. Can you help me, you know, what? find my phone? I'm like, oh, my God, it's incredible, dude. So my adrenaline's going big time, Again. dude. Again. So I jump in the car. I'm looking for the phone. Yeah, again, I, I I can't find the phone, but the windows are blown out. The car's in an embankment, dude. Jeez, Incredible. Louise. Incredible. So I, 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 I had a water jug in my car for whatever reason, and I was like, hang on here. Dude, like I said, it's bloody everywhere. So I'm take the water jug. I clean her hands off her face, legs. This truck comes by, the pickup truck. He's like, you guys need help? I'm like, yeah, we need some help. So the guy comes up, and I was like, do you want me to call your parents? She's like, no, don't call my parents. <laughs> then I'm like, do you want me? To I need to call the cops. She's like, don't call the cops. What? Can you just? T-? So I'm like, okay, something's not right here. I was like, oh, this is getting a little dicey. I don't know. <laughs> She's a young girl. But then the guy was like, call the guy called AAA, and I, like I said, I was late for the champ, the MAC championship, but which was fine because I had helped this girl. But you know, I pull away, all is good. But dude, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I ate incident. Four days later, I got a girl coming out. Dude, it was That's when ridiculous. you see a girl coming out of a ditch, bloody, going like this, like. <laughs> What? It's like a Michael Myers movie, dude. What the hell? It's incredible. Why does this keep happening to you? Why does this keep happening? I don't know, man. 
I maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I was that, that girl's angel or something. I don't know. Incredible Good grief, dude. Incredible. Something happened. Over what about this? what about you, bro? What about you? I'm bummed out, dude. I, I, so for for the past few years, Jess is Jess is terrified of sharks, right? And right. I used to love to go surfing and live on Long, Long Island. It's beautiful beaches, beautiful surf. No, yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah. like, you, you can't do that. There's too many sharks out there. We watch Shark Week. <laughs> we think there's this whole, there's an actual thing that says that that uh, a few years ago, the great whites migrated up like past Montauk on Long Island and had their right. babies there. And now there's all these shark sightings all over freaking Long Island and Jersey, like the Jersey Shore. And so she's like, you see, you see all the time. Now here, here comes the worst part. Not really for us, but uh, I'm making it personal. So over the weekend, dude, this poor girl was snorkeling in Turks and Caicos, and a right. shark bit her leg off. Now, here's the here's the selfishness of this. I feel horrible for the girl, but dude, we were pretty sure it's the same charter that me and Jess went snorkeling on on our honeymoon. And it's definitely in the exact same location. And we had these two dudes, these two amazing dudes. There was the captain of the ship, and there was this, this one. This other dude didn't even put a snorkel on, no gear, and was, like, <laughs> underwater. He was like a fish. Like, I swear he had gills. And me and him, he took me down into, like, the stuff. And I was having a tough time. It wasn't. It's not, like, an easy snorkel down there. Just got out after a little while, and she's like, are you sure there's no sharks in here? And the guy goes, don't even say it. We haven't had a shark attack here in 65 years. You'll never see a shark in these waters. And so now Jess is like, I told you. I told you. And so now even if we ever go to Turks and Caicos again, Jess. I can't go in the water, man. <laughs> I love the, Jess, dude. That's so good. I'm the, so good. <laughs> I told you, Chinch. We ain't doing that ever again. But uh, here's one cool thing. There's this company, they've been working on this for like five, six years, and they finally, I think, got their financing. Out on Long Island in Shirley, this guy bought this entire compound, and he's making a, a man-made surf beach, like the way people go and join like golf country clubs. It's basically right. a surfing club with man-made waves, like... Some of the some of like the greatest dudes, surfers in, in the world, oh, are yeah. like part of this, and they all bought into it. And it's a certain type of system that gives like the perfect wave. Hopefully, in a year or two, that's where I Bro. go. Okay, now I got a quick story because <laughs> you know we weren't going here, but I got a quick story, dude. Dude, Kelly, it, it has to be Kelly, Kelly Slater. Slater. No, because Kelly Slater already has one. I don't know right. exactly where it is, but Ed Vetter, oh, goes to slip, dude. You kidding me? Ed's a big surfer. He goes to Slater's machine, dude. First off, have you ever seen it, bro? I have. It looks like a freaking locomotive. Yep. Because it makes the barrel waves. Yeah, it's a perfect dude, barrel for like a quarter of dude, a mile. I've seen dude, it. Dude, Ed, Ed has sent me some videos of him in a barrel just barreling down. We'll ask him when he get him on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. He's just barreling down these waves, dude. But he loves this place. It's like his refuge going to Slater's yeah. place. It's incredible. Dude, I, I know. I hope that I hope this comes up soon and I hope it's not exorbitantly expensive, but I'm assuming it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> if we start making money on a mayor's office, maybe yeah. I can get a, a, a <laughs> one of these days. Yeah, one of these days I can get like a day rate or something for a couple of days one summer. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so that's where we're at. There will, there will be no surfing for me this summer. That's a fact. That's that's. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. Dude, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here's a segue for you. I know one guy that was surfing walls the other day, yesterday. <laughs> nice. Aaron Judge, dude, was surfing walls. Bro, right? he was like four feet above the wall when he caught that ball. He yeah. is. He is like an anomaly. He is a special, yeah. different looking, different type player than most guys you see out yeah. there. Oh, by the way, he had two homers too. He's got seventeen. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what, dude? I, I, I think that the thing I love about Judge is, you know, he's a great guy, first off, and the Yankees knew it. But there's nothing better when someone gets that contract and they keep living up to who they are. Like, you know, no, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. And then you're looking at Judge, hitting 302, 17 bombs, playing unbelievable defense. You know, he is worth it in this day and age. He's, you know, one of the best players in baseball, and he's proven yeah. it. Yep, he's, you know? he's, he's carrying them for the most part. I mean, they, they got a lot of contributions. Rizzo's playing great. But, like... Without yeah. Judge, they, like he's a straw that stirs the drink, as uh, they used to say about uh, Reggie no. back in the day. But we were looking. Here's the other thing that makes him super special as compared to the other guys. Uh, we're looking at the home run leaders in, in all of Major League Baseball. Pete Alonso has established himself as, right now, the home run guy in the NL, period. I'd, I'd say him, him and Judge are the top two guys. He's got 20. Right. So then we got Judge, Muncy, Matt Olson. And Jorge Soler all have 17. The only difference is what, what makes Judge at that extra special next MVP type level is that he's hitting 302 with a 408 on base. Nobody else yeah, on this right. list is hitting higher than 254. Yeah, well, yeah. what's Muncy hitting? He's in like two bills. Yeah, right? Muncy's got that old school like yeah, he's got like he's got like Dan Pasqua stats. He's hitting 208 with 17 <laughs> homers and 38 ribbies. Dude, it's just so funny how like it just it, it, how baseball's evolved over the last 15 years. Like, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna say because it's just when I was playing, well, I wasn't that long ago. I think my last year was 2008, which is 15 years ago. Dude, if you were hitting 240, you were in the minors. Yeah. Like you, you didn't have or, a ch- you didn't you didn't have a chance to make these big league stats. Like you're hitting no way, 200. Like no way. you're not you're not you're you're putting those home runs in AAA. You're not like hey yeah. this guy's got a great OPS and some he's in two bills with 15 homers. No. Like, the only the, the only big, big the only guy who's in the big leagues in that situation is like is like a Matt Stairs who's getting one pinch hit at bat every two right. games. You're not right, you're right. not you're not an everyday starter at 208. Back no, then. exactly. There's no way. You couldn't. Exactly. No, there's no chance. You you're not, you're not up there. Yeah, no. like I said, the guy I compare is Mike Hessman. Mike Hessman would hit 240 in AAA, 230 in AAA or the big leagues, and he hit 40 jacks a year. Mm. Mike Hessman would be worth $200 million now. Mike Hessman was a AAA player because he couldn't hit over 230, but he hit 40. He would have hit 30 in the big leagues, but you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you don't get a chance when you're hitting yeah. 220. Well, now you do. You now do you now. do. Look now you're making 15, 20 mil. Yeah, there are. Let's do this. I'm going to go down to the top. I'll go the the as far as this list goes. It goes down to guys tied for 18th on a home run list. One, two, three guys hitting 300 or better who have 11 or more home runs. Just three. Who and, who are they? Who are they? Uh, Josh Lowe is hitting 301. Well, that guy's raking. He is raking. Uh. Dude, Bobichette, bro. Dude, Bobichette. Bobichette's hitting 338 with 11. Is he really? Dude, hello. Dude, I didn't realize. Who do you who do you who do you sign long term? Your marks of power right now, Bobichette or Vlad Oh, Jr.? that's a really tough question. Wow. We, we, you can't. Can Bobichette or Vlad Jr. I mean, that, this is a good rabbit hole to go down because you got a uh-huh. you got a you got a short future shortstop. You know that that obviously Bo. Thinks he's a shortstop, you know. I think maybe, maybe you know, people think he might be a second baseman. But I think he's a shortstop. Mm. You're hitting three, you know. You're going to hit over three hundred because you saw him last year. Change. What is one of the best players in the game? He's figuring yeah. out something. This kid's a young kid. Yes. You, you don't just figure out the big leagues, but when you do, the elite hitters go to another level. Bobas Jet, dude, the way he the commands right center to me, I'm like, those are the elite players. Eleven bombs, three thirty eight, like, and. 
the, you, you, you know that the, the body's going to age well because he works hard. His dad, look, look at Dante. His yeah. dad's 50-some years old, probably the best shape of, <laughs> yeah. of, of, of any human alive. He's jacked. He yeah. takes care of himself. Well, you know Bo's going to always take care of himself. I think one thing with Vlad Jr., when you look at, hey, top to bottom, this guy's impressive, but he does get hurt. He got, mm. does get banged up. Um, uh, and, and, and you have to look and say, is his commitment going to, is he going to be fully committed mm. to being the best version of himself? If you're going to give this guy three, you know, you give, you give these players $300 million, you're basically giving them, uh, part of the franchise, right, you're giving you're right. them, you're giving them stake in the company. Right. So who are you willing to give a stake in the company to long-term? That's a big, big question. These guys yeah. are two of most elite players in the game, Vlad Jr. and Boba Shett, but who would you give the long-term contract to? Wow, that is a very, very difficult question. I mean, they're both yeah. worth it. I think I was gonna say statistically, like, like maybe higher ceiling for how great Vlag could be, but I, I, I would lean towards consistency with Bichette's bat. He just seems like a more streamlined, built, like a little, like I feel like he's a little more naturally lean. And long, right? Then, then, but on but, the flip but, side, okay. like, like the other dude's got some of the, the greatest skill set that there is in the game. I don't well, know. That's the, what I mean. That's a great dude, question. I, I don't know. Vlad Junior. You look at Vlad Junior. You go, wow, that's special. Yeah. And you look at Bo, and you say the same thing. Yeah. Listen, man, they're both big league pedigree. Mm. They're. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm serious. I'm saying that they're mentally. They grew up in the game. Right. So they're in the big leagues. That's the consistency they're able to do. I think that helps them a lot having yeah, yeah. that that kind of big league pedigree with their with their fathers. Yeah. So I think both of these guys are gonna are gonna age really well. And like I said, it just can you pay both of them is the question. Well, you got to look. I guess what what uh, the genius Mister Shapiro should be looking at is you get you got to keep one eye on the Padres and what they've tried to do and what they're doing because right. they gave they got a lot of guys making a lot of money right now. And right. like, how sustainable is that? And if you don't win a championship, are you taking a loss? Like, how are right. you getting the money back on your investment? I almost wonder. Like, can you can you sign them both and just build around two guys like that? I mean, well, I don't know. The dude, Red Sox kind of did that with Manny and Poppy for a little while, but dude, no, no, broke. not at this money, bro. Look at the Angels. The yeah. Angels are strapped because of what they gave Rendon. That's a good point. So you talk about Trout. Hey, can they sign Otani? The reason they're even thinking they can't sign Otani is because they gave Rendon two hundred forty right. million. You gave point. Trout four hundred million, and now you got out. You had a billion dollars in three yeah. players. They're not winning with three guys. Right. They're not winning with that equation right now. You're not winning with Otani, Rendon, and Trout at two forty three hundred million dollars each. You're gonna have to pay Otani five six hundred million. So the question is, you really, really got to be careful how many guys you're locking into these three hundred million dollar deals. Because at the end of the day, change you mm. know and I know. You win with starting pitching. True. So if you lock up these position players at such a high ceiling, thinking you can't go get somebody with close to the production, you're never going to get the starting pitching you, you need. You're never going to win this game. Yeah, and I still don't know. I, I, I've been trying to read up about this a little more, but like, I don't know how you get your money back on investment paying somebody that much money. I just don't understand. I don't conceptually understand it. I guess I gotta start watch, watching billions and stuff like that a little more. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like how do you how do you make back? Five hundred million dollars. Like, is Otani going to get you your money back if you sign him to a five hundred million dollars there? He might be the only. Guy. He might. He might. He might be the one guy. I mean, he's such a unicorn. And, and internationally, bro, he's going to get your That's money true. back. I mean, That's he's true. become an international figure where in Japan and everywhere else, they're like, this guy's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so he brings mm -hmm. you back such 
big time value. And dude, at the end of the day, I think the game's in a healthy place as far as it revenue is. goes and everything. That's true. You give those guys, yeah, you, people are going to have to start giving those, uh, what do you call it? Who's the guy that Mets pay every year? Bobby Bonilla contracts, man. Where they're paying, you, <laughs> yeah. paying you until you're 78 years old. Yeah. A million bucks. Dude, Griffey, Griffey has one of those contracts too. Griff's getting like, I think, $1.5 a year still from the Reds. No one talks about that. but Wow. But he's like, he's writing Bobby Bowes. He must have been taking a book out of Bobby Bowes' page. Dude, that is the greatest thing. That is the yeah. greatest thing that Bobby Bowes. Cliff Floyd was getting paid by the Mets up until like two years ago. Yeah, like, I know. The Mets were a little different, though. They had a little uh, Bernie Madoff action going yeah, on. Yeah, I love until Madoff freaking uh, pretty much <laughs> dragged everyone through the mud. <laughs> Don't get Madoff to everybody. That's a big deal. Don't ever get Madoff. Oh, my um, God. Dude, how about we were going to talk about Marcus Stroman? Yes, dude. Talk to dude, me. What do you think about him? Dude, He. it's interesting. Did you see him and, a, him and the Mets got into it last week? He did one of those, like, chest pumping, fired right. up after a strikeout. And some anonymous member. This is kind of dumb. I don't know who. I don't know who got this quote, but it was kind of annoying that they did. I didn't like the way this was handled by the media. But there's an anonymous quote from a Mets player, basically saying like, "That's punk. Don't do that. Whatever." They asked Buck Showalter about it too, and he was like, "Well, that's what you get from him, right? That's his emotion. So we got to be better and beat him, and don't let him right, do that right, to you." Which right, I loved. Right. I loved Buck's point there. That being said, dude, Strowman has only had one clunker of a game every other game this year so far yeah he's pitched at least five innings and he's pitched at least six innings in all the other ones and then dude over the weekend he, he almost threw a no hitter and dude, like dude he threw a one against the race against the race it's a race yes he is locked in by the way long island zone by the way also maybe an inch taller than me dude Maybe. Oh, I've stood I next to that, that man. He's got, he's got that chip on his shoulder, which I love, dude. He's got that chip on his shoulder. There's that. And also, but here's the question. And and you tell me, do players care about this or not? I would assume that you don't because you understand the business. But he's chirping already like, I want an extension. I want an extension now. I want an extension now. Dude, we just got past Memorial Day. Does that annoy you if you're a player? Or do you guys, like, w- wash that out of your heads unless you're – or, or does it piss you off? You're like, hey, let's let's fight. Let, let your agent do that. Stop chirping. Let's let's be good here. How's that work? In no, the, man. In I, listen, and, and listen. Strowman's his own man. He always, you know what you get from Stro. You know, what I mean, as far as what he brings to the table, he's going to be vocal. He's going to be passionate. And you know, I think he knows his times now. He's 32 years old. If he's going to get a deal, it's going to be right now. He's he's pitching the best that he's ever pitched in his career right now. And uh, you know, I think that's that's what that's what he's looking at. You know, at the end of the day, so. No, I think you can respect Marcus Stroman saying, "Hey, listen, man, I'm I'm doing everything everything you asked me to do. I've had a lot of consistent years, you know, especially in the in the recent consistent years. You know, last last few years, 2023, he's got a 2.59 now. Mm. 2022, he had a 3.5. 2021, he had a 3.0, 3.02. 2019, 3.22. Like 2017, 3.09. He's been pretty consistent, dude. Yeah. His, so I, I can see why he wants a long-term uh, deal. Also not on the back of a baseball card is, like, he is not afraid. Not afraid of any spotlight, any game. He's no. he, he should, you know, he hasn't been on too, too many great, great, great teams. But when he when he was in a WBC, he he was locked in. Had a great WBC yep. the, the time before that. You know, you go, you, you pitch in New York for the Mets and the fans like you. That's good. You know, so he's got the big game. Plus, he's a Long Island guy, bro. Let's go. Yeah, dude. Dude, the first time I met him, dude, my Aunt Peggy, yeah. who r- passed away a few years ago, Rip Rip Aunt Peg, but she was out in out, – I, I don't know if – I think she teach, taught, taught in Sable. I'm not sure. But yeah. but first time I met Stroman, I think um, 
my aunt Peggy taught his sister. So he's like, hey, man, uh, your, your aunt taught my sister. That's crazy. Like, let's go. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. he went to uh, Patchogue, Menford. That was, that's a good. Patchogue, okay. That's there a you nice, go. There you go. That's a legit kind of. Well, he went to Ward Melville, too. It's interesting. Or he played against. Him and Steven Matz came up together. That was a big thing on Long Island back then. And everybody was like, you, you think Steven Matz is built. He's built like. You like know, a pitcher. Yeah, he's built like John Smoltz. Yeah. Everybody yeah. thought he was going to be the guy. And I used to battle and battle and battle in high school. And it'd be, it'd be like back page articles in, in some of these New York papers, even with the Mets and Yankees here. And and Matz was supposed to be the guy. And I, I got it. I don't think there's any question that Strowman has had a better career than Stephen Matz. Like, no, Matz no never doubt. really Strowman's figured it out. Definitely, definitely better, better. And I also think. Like you said, Stroman not being the, the prototypical pitcher, you think he's more like a second baseman shortstop. I think that chip on his shoulder, this game's so mental, dude. dude. If you don't have a little bit of that grit, that chip on your shoulder, yeah, that like, out. hey, man, you know, I, I was I was telling my son today, I said, listen, the bottom line is the best players in baseball, they fail the best, mm. right? They fail the best. When the failure comes and the tough times come, they say, bring it on. They, they keep going. They keep moving, right? And like, so when I look at Stroman, I go, this guy fails better than other people. When he has a bad start, he comes back, I'm going to come coming to get somebody. So that's a huge mentality. When I look at the career he's had, hey, man, he keeps coming for you. Yeah, he really does. He really does. Yeah. I would take him in probably a lot of guys. We should take a look at yeah. his draft class. I bet he's towards the top of, of career wins and all that stuff. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like what you just said, John Smoltz said it on our air. I'll never forget him saying this. He goes, nobody remembers Michael Jordan for how many shots he missed Right. They remember him for how many he took and made because right. he would always want the ball in a big spot. That's what Smurf Strowman feels. It seems like right. so. No fear, man. Good no for fear. him, man. And you're in no a contract fear. here. You want to show it off? He's Heck showing yeah. it off, dude. Let's go. He's showing I it agree. off. I like that. I agree. Um, I agree. Oh, there's another guy that you were very excited about who you know pretty well. Royce Lewis, huh? No, oh, dude. Royce Lewis. What I mean, listen. Um, Royce Lewis second blew out a second ACL last, last year, right before uh, the season started. This kid, I've got to know this kid a little bit. I was I coached him at the Under Armour Futures game, and 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 even before him was first first pick overall a few years back with the Twins. What a great kid, dude! To see him come back, man, and like even uh, Rocco Baldelli talks about this kid's the most optimistic, positive kid ever, dude. Yesterday, three run bomb, and then five four two outs, two strikes in the ninth. Lines one to center field, ties the game with the Twins. They go on to beat the Astros. You know, holding off that Altuve grand slam that he hit. So to see Royce Lewis back, dude, uh, in the, th- this is a guy that's an absolute stud. First pick overall a few years ago. If he's healthy, the Twins just got a lot better, bro. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, there's a year that a team has that's kind of like that magical team. I remember like that, like that 97 Cleveland Indians team when yeah. like Sandy Aldemar was like. I was on it. I was on it. Oh, that's right. You were technically, but yeah, but right. dude, remember Alomar had one of the greatest seasons ever by a catcher that yeah. year, and he was like yeah, All Star Game MVP, yeah. ALCS MVP, World Series. Like he was it would have probably been the uh, World Series MVP. But dude, Minnesota is having one of those years. I mean, they're four and six in their last ten, but they're they're atop that division. And here's where you start seeing like funky things happen to teams. Like when you look back at like their World Series uh, reel that you get to you get to watch after the season. Rocco Bardelli's wife just announced they're having twins, dude. The twins <laughs> manager, the twins manager is having twins. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> That's so great, dude. How it's cool so is great. that? That's so it's funny. So great. Um, so great. One last feel good story. You, you mentioned a futures game. I just saw this today. Guess who those announced as the two managers? Who? Uh, you can let's let's have you guess. Uh, the, the NL team and the AL team, both going to be managed by former Mariners 
I would say Craig Griffith Jr. No. No. Uh Edgar Martinez? No. Uh Jay Buner? No. <laughs> Ichiro? No. Oh boy, you're gonna get in trouble for one of these. Oh my god. When did they when did they play? Brett uh, Boone? One, Brett Boone? Nope. One was pretty much like right. One was maybe a little younger than Hugh, had a really good career. Didn't just play for the Mariners, played for a couple teams in huge spots. He, you might not get this one because he's not like, I don't think of him as like an Mike all. Cameron. Nope. Tell me. Raul Abanez. Okay. Love Raul. The other guy, uh, I'm going to have you keep guessing because you're like nine. Dan Wilson. Dan no, Wilson. No, now you're like 10 or 11 deep and you haven't mentioned this one person thing. If I said Seattle Mariners in the 80s, they were like. Oh, in the, in the 80s. Yeah. There were like three guys on those. Oh, teams. Harold! Yes, oh. Harold's managing the futures. <laughs> Good for him, dude. That's awesome, dude. I don't even think he's in a Ring of Honor there, which is ridiculous. And in he's the eighties, ridiculous. He dude. was he's like, it was he him was and Langston when you were. He was yeah. a great player. He still is a great player. You ever see him throw a ball? Three-time All-Star. Yeah, dude. He has a new hip. He can still fly. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Anyway, so we're happy for him. Yeah. All um, right. All right, dude. Awesome, We're brother. back. All right, I feel awesome. I feel like I'm getting my legs back on. We're back me. and rolling, dude. We're back and rolling, and yeah. uh, got some good stuff. And le- and you know, no more sharks and uh, women mm-hmm. coming out of uh, <laughs> I trenches. I agree. It's incredible. I agree. All, All right. right, brother. Hey, thanks to everybody out there listening. Appreciate it. Love you, buddy. And uh, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow.